and good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also GRN's Director for Mission Development. Uh, joined in studio today with my co-host, new General Manager for the South and Central Texas Listening Area, Gordy Zambrano. Uh, and we are here bringing you your live and local program. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, you Valley and right here in good old San Antonio. Uh, we are grateful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic and South and Central Texas. Now on this program, we do try to bring you a variety of informative discussions, highlighting different people, ministries and events going on within the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And on today's program, we'll be speaking with John Hale. Uh, he is the president of Corporate Travel Service. Uh, we're going to be speaking to him. We're going to be speaking to Miss Gina and Stephen Cartwright, who are parishioners at St. Jerome Catholic Church. Uh, they will all be discussing the upcoming Good News Cruise uh, taking place actually uh, this coming January. Uh, so again, this is going to be awesome. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Good News Cruise, uh, you may have heard about it uh, quite frequently uh, on the Teresa Tamio, uh, you know, Catholic Connection program that you yep. hear every day right here on the, you know, the Guadalupe Radio Network. Uh, so. These are going to be some, you know, super awesome conversations. Later on at the bottom of the hour, uh, we're going to have a roundtable discussion with Gordy, myself, and, uh, you know, GRN Vice President Richard Reyna about, um, you know, the Sacred Heart of Jesus uh, devotion. Uh, here on the last Monday of the month, I thought it was important to, you know, maybe discuss, you know, what, what that means to us um, and, and what it means to, to really all of us tuning in. Uh, so before we get those conversations going, let's go ahead and get today's program started the way that we should do all things, and that is in prayer. So as we pray, remember to ask that the Lord make his will known to you and pray for the grace to accomplish his will in loving obedience. So join me now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessing in all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. Heart of Jesus, aflame with love for us, have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, wellspring of all virtue, have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, worthy of all praise, have mercy on us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow, I can't believe that we're actually coming up on the you know the the last days of of the month of June, and here we are. You know, Gordy, I, I spoke with yeah. you earlier. Uh, you know, before we started the program, how now uh, we are actually closer to Christmas than we are New Year. I know, I know. It's, it's right around feel, the corner. Man? It's right around the corner. Yeah. So, uh, again, so you've had a shotgun start with the, uh, with the Guadalupe radio network. Oh, yeah. Uh, you started, you know, right in the midst of, uh, the, the Sherathon. Uh, and now, you know, uh, you know, here we are. You did your first, um, you know, parish talk uh, over the weekend. We're going to talk more about that, yeah. but, yeah. uh, it's super awesome. But I do want to thank everybody, uh, who was so giving, so generous in sharing of, uh, your time, your talents, and your treasures during our summer Sherathon. Uh, it was a, you know, it was a wonderful week. 
week, uh, we were able to, uh, you know, meet, meet our goals. So thank you for that, for your support, for tuning in and for spreading the word about the good work that the Guadalupe Radio Network uh, is doing. Uh, and as I mentioned just, uh, you know, a little bit ago, uh, yesterday, we did have the opportunity to uh, pay a visit to St. Bonaventure Catholic Church. Uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the parish priest, uh, you know, Father Abel Ruiz uh, awesome. and his beautiful, uh, you know, parish community was so generous uh, in allowing us to, to come out there to visit with us. Uh, tell me, uh, you know, what your thoughts were on that, Gordia, that being your first one. It was my first uh, pulpit talk. And I'll tell you what, Father Abel out there does a tremendous job. Uh, we were able to set up our table, gave away a lot of prayer cards. They all went. We were also able to give away a lot of uh, bumper stickers and, you know, uh, window stickers. So that was really neat. And you know what was so cool is that Father Abel was, at the end of his homily, he talked about the GRN, which I was just so impressed with. And, you know, the congregation itself, I didn't even know I had friends that went to St. Bonaventure, yeah. but I do. <laughs> They're going to be celebrating July 15th, a big celebration about, yeah. you know, with St. Bonaventure and, uh, you know, the namesake of the parish. So looking forward to that. But all in all, just a, a great time out there Sunday. Thank you so much, St. Bonaventure, for your hospitality. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was super awesome. And I think, you know, when you hear about, uh, you know, it's been said uh, time and again now, how GRN can serve as an extension of the pulpit, right? You know, so uh, whereas you know maybe uh, most uh, you know homilies uh, last maybe you know ten, fifteen minutes probably at most, uh, but you know what you hear on the GRN is really an extension of the uh, of the pulpit. You're going to hear the truths and the teachings of the Catholic faith, uh, what marriage is, uh, you know, what the sacraments are, you know, what, uh, you know, devotion and veneration is. So it, it really uh, is, is amazing. And of course, if you'd like to have us visit and, uh, you know, maybe do a pulpit announcement at your yeah. parish, you know, reach out to, to Gordy and I here at the, uh, at the GRN, and we would love the opportunity to come out there and share uh, and raise awareness about, you know, the Guadalupe Radio Network. I also want to talk about, before we go to our conversation with Mr., uh, you know, John Hale, uh, that, you know, so July 4th, next Tuesday, uh, it, we celebrate our, our Independence Day. Yep. Uh, but another big part of, uh, you know, that day that you may uh, have, have heard through, you know, various social media outlets and, and whatnot uh, is, the, is the opening of this movie called The Sound of Freedom, um, you know, which opens on Tuesday, July 4th. So this is a movie produced by Eduardo Verastegui uh, and is starring Jim Caviezel. Now, most of you may recognize Jim Caviezel uh, as, you know, Jesus in the movie The Pack. Of, uh, of the Christ. Uh, Jim Caviezel has stated that behind his role as Jesus in the Passion of Christ, this role that uh, he is starring in now as uh, Special Agent uh, Tim Ballard is actually his second most important role. Uh, so I think, you know, uh, we would probably, you know, do ourselves a, a great service in, uh, you know, going out uh, and, and patronizing, uh, you know, this, this movie. Uh, you could search for it, you know, online. And what this movie is about, it's based on the true life events of uh, Special Agent uh, Tim Ballard, who quits his job as a Homeland Security Special Agent to embark on a personal mission uh, to rescue children, um, you know, that are suffering from the scourge of human trafficking. And, uh, you know, you hear a lot 
lot about human trafficking. You hear a lot uh, mm-hmm. about you know that actually being probably uh, you know surpassing uh, the the drug uh, you know trades and, and whatnot. I mean, it, this movie you know is, is said to really shine a light on that uh, to get people involved. So um, again, I would encourage you to to look that up. Again, that's the sound of freedom. All right. So without delay, let me go ahead now and welcome to the program. Uh, joining us by phone uh, is President of Corporate Travel Service, Mr. John Hale. How are you doing today, John? Okay. All right. So uh, we're still trying to make that connection. So uh, no problem at all with that. Uh, again, we're going to have Mr. John Hale on to discuss, you know, the upcoming Good News Cruise. Um, now, most of you, uh, as I mentioned, are familiar with the Good News Cruise because you hear it uh, talked about during, uh, you know, the you know the, the morning program with Teresa Tommy. I believe it comes around, you know, once a year. Uh, but John, are you there now? I am here. How are you, Sean? Hey, I'm doing great. Look, I can't thank you enough for, for joining us uh, for today's conversation. I want to first start off uh, maybe with you giving us a, a brief introduction uh, of yourself. Uh, if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got started with Corporate Travel Service. Sure. Thanks for having me on, Sean. Corporate Travel is our parent company, uh, started by my father-in-law, Joe DeFranco, almost 60 years ago. And about 25 years ago, my brother-in-law and I, who he was a CPA and I practiced law, joined the business, and we started two divisions, music and faith. And we started organizing Catholic pilgrimages and then Catholic events and uh, choral events on uh, kind of iconic stages, Carnegie Hall. We would bring sacred music to different stages around the world. And just kind of by the Holy Spirit has grown along the way. And uh, through some of the work that we've done over the years, we are producing music cruises. We would tra- we charter in partnership with another company, full ship charters, and we learned about uh, some of the other cruises that go on. And you know, not very good, Sean. Cruises that you know are not good for folks. And we said, well, what could we do? What could we offer to people that would nourish them? And that was really how uh, the Good News Cruise was born uh, through this work uh, at corporate travel and uh, serving the faith community, particularly the Catholic faith community. We started organizing a marriage cruises about 20 years ago, and then we incorporated it as a sort of a brand, the Good News Cruise, about four or five years ago. And it's been such a blessing to serve marriages and really support uh, ultimately families and, and, uh, and, the, and the work that we all need to do in the culture. No, that sounds great. And I've got, uh, you know, GRN, South and Central Texas, uh, you know, general manager on with me today, too. And I know he's got a couple yeah. of questions for you. You know, John, I was uh, in your site, goodnewscruise.com, and, man, I was impressed with your speaker lineup. I mean, we're talking about Father Mike Smith. We're talking about Dr. Ray. How do you get them to come along? I mean, having a cruise, taking a cruise is awesome, right? But uh, the magnitude, how do you get these these big speakers to come on board? Well, we've just been blessed. We've had the opportunity to serve Father Mike on a number of pilgrimages. And a few years ago, I asked him if he, if he would join, join us. And, you know, you, you're kind of right to say people sort of scratch their head and say, a cruise, really? And he said, yeah, you know, it really is an opportunity for couples to get away and people to experience um, 
God in a in a relaxed atmosphere, but with wholesome content. And I tell you, after a lot of the speakers have been on once or twice, they just love it. And Father Mike was one of them. God bless him. He really enjoyed the cruise when he came a couple of years ago and said he'd be glad to come back. We have Archbishop Nauman, uh, as you said, uh, Dr. Ray Garendi, who's on every year and is so much fun and really gives a lot of great practical advice and help. Teresa Tamio, uh, Al Cresta. And this year we also have Alicia and Mike Hernan uh, from Franciscan University and the Messy Family Project, and Rachel and Jason Bullman, who have their show Meet the Bullmans on Word on Fire, where they do some work with Bishop Barron, and just have an incredible lineup. We also have a great comedian um, who's Catholic comedian, Jeremy McClellan, and our MC is Father Joe Krupp, who actually wrote comedy for a major network, wow. is one of the funniest people you could ever meet, and, and also at the same time one of the holiest priests. So it's a blessing to be able to serve and work with these speakers, and then together as we serve and nourish couples. It's, it's a great, great blessing. No, that sounds great. This is Sean again, uh, you know, John. Uh, you know, with that entire lineup of speakers, with the experience, uh, you know, of a cruise in itself, how did the, uh, the, the history of, or the idea even for a good news cruise, uh, you know, really a, a marriage retreat out at sea, how did that really come about? I mean, who was, uh, who was the genius who came up with that? Was it you? Well, it was a lot of people, really. It, you know, it, it's a team. And uh, I have worked with a good friend, uh, Alan Sears, who founded Alliance Defending Freedom, one of the, I think it's the largest uh, religious liberty law firm in the world. And it's actually Alan's idea. We were talking one day, and he said, you know, what about incorporating it as the good news cruise? We need good news. And yeah. we lament about how much negativity there is in the world. And then sometimes, Sean, that kind of ekes into our church, too. You know, we kind of bicker with each other, and sometimes unnecessarily so. And instead of causing scandal and hurt among us, we said, let's focus on the transcendent, the good news, the gospel message, and what God is doing for us. And certainly not to... Uh, you know, ignore the problems in the church and certainly outside the church. But at a certain point, I think God really calls us to see what He's doing in our lives and the positive uh, and, and life-giving message of the gospel. And that's where we need to turn, I think, our attention, our time, our focus. And it just fit. It just fit perfectly. We said, yes, let's focus on the gospel, the good news. And, it, and of course, it rhymed. It was a little bit catchy. Yeah. And it, was, and it was in response to, so we organized these eight uh, music charters, nothing to do with faith, another part of our business. And um, they've been a great blessing. We have partnership, as I mentioned earlier. But through that, we learned that they have all kinds of cruises that, you know, again, in, in sort of our definition of, of what we think would build culture and serve people the most, just, you know, off the mark. And, you know, again, going back to not lamenting what exists, because mm -hmm. that's going to be there. It's always going to be in the world. But what are we doing in response? What are we putting into the marketplace that might be more helpful and more nourishing to people? And that was when we said, hey, let's make this a marriage cruise. And I tell you, one of the keys to the, the whole thing that we found is that, you know, so much of the world uses emotion uh, to manipulate and, and to, you know, kind of in a negative way, out of fear, out of, you know, you got to keep coming back, uh, stirring up all kinds of angry emotion, you know, no matter what network you tune into. And our idea was, let's stir up joy and laughter and fun. So the whole premise of the cruise is, from the minute you walk in any of one of the events that we have all week, we have fun, we have laughter. 
pure, wholesome, good laughter. It allows us to laugh at ourselves, laugh at each other in a wholesome way, and just kind of break down the, 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 the crest that forms on our hearts over mm-hmm. time and, you know, the wounds that kind of build and, and it happens to all of us. And instead, when you can, and you laugh and you look in a room and you say, oh my gosh, I'm in this room with all these holy rollers and they have the same thing I have, the same baggage, the same crosses, the same worries, the same failings. And I'm, I'm not alone. I'm, I'm the same as everyone here. I have my good days, my bad days, my good days in marriage, my bad days in marriage. And it's through this kind of emotion of joy and laughter that now when we have the daily sacrament of Eucharist, when we have these dynamic talks, they can penetrate more deeply and can really transform and allow God to work in those moments. And uh, I think this has all been the Holy Spirit, of course, sure. but God has yeah. graced and blessed so many marriages uh, through, through these cruises these past many years. No, that that sounds great, John. And, uh, you know, we've got about just a minute left in this conversation. And we're going to continue the conversation with uh, some local point of contacts, uh, the Cartwrights. Uh, They've been very, uh, you know, uh, they've been very fired up about, you know, promoting this and such. Uh, But with just about a minute left to go uh, in this conversation, uh, what's it been like for you to be able to offer Catholic themed travel experiences uh, that allow travelers of faith to edify their own faith journey, especially with, uh, you know, I know if you go to the website, there's several pilgrimages and such, but especially for something, you know, like this cruise. Well, you know, it's humbling, first of all, because God uses, you know, us and our simple gifts that he's given us to serve his people, and that's what we try to do every day, you know, through our own failings, our own shortcomings. We try to recognize that God's given us a gift of hospitality, of uh, love for marriage, and and, and wanting to foster and help people along in their faith, just like we've been helped. I mean, you know, we go on these events and cruises to work, but we also are formed, all of us, our whole team, and that's a great blessing. So it yeah, it, in a word, it's a humble blessing to serve, and that's what we try to do uh, on, on every one of our events, and in particular, our Good News Marriage Cruise. Amen. Well, John, thank you again so much for joining us today, uh, and you, we hope that we can, uh, you know, definitely get the word out to to make sure that thank you. Uh, you know we get a good uh, a good showing from uh, you know the uh, San Antonio, South and Central Texas listening area. Okay, but uh, have a great day. May God continue to bless the work of your hands, sir. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless and look forward to welcoming all your listeners on board with us. Amen. I'll talk to you soon then. (laughs) God bless. All right. Well, you know, that was super interesting to to hear about that. I loved how he said, Gordy, you know, the the gift of hospitality and how they use that. Because obviously, you know, we are called uh, to to use our gifts uh, to help build up the kingdom. And, you know, what a wonderful, uh, you know, work that they're able to do to use cruises and pilgrimages and travel uh, and the, you know, in the industry of hospitality uh, to do that. Uh, Now, joining us uh, is, is, as I mentioned, uh, you know, Steve and Gina Cartwright, uh, they are serving as local point of contacts. Um, you know, for the Good News Cruise. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting take, uh, you know, listening, uh, you know, to them. Uh, so without delay, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, bring uh, you know, Miss Gina and Stephen on. How are y'all doing today? And thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having us. And we really appreciate all the effort you and Gordia put in. And John Hill was fantastic trying to, you know, yes. lay out the the benefits and the value of this type of cruise. Well, my husband and I actually... Uh, we're celebrating our 30th anniversary in March, and I happened to get COVID. 
you know, so we really had not planned uh, anything big, but we had talked about doing a cruise to see how we do. And then I heard on Teresa Tamio's show about this good news cruise. And I said, you know, if we're going to do anything, um, this is where I want to be. I'm Father Mike, Teresa Tamio, Ray Gurendi, Al Mm -hmm. Cresta. uh, And we happened to meet, and I'll let Stephen talk about it. We happened to meet our Archbishop Nauman in Kansas. Remember that, Hank? Uh, uh, Yes, about a month ago, uh, my goddaughter, uh, received her confirmation in uh, Kansas City, and Archbishop Noman was the presider at that. And right. I actually talked with him afterwards, and I said, "Hey, we're going on the cruise with you." And he says, "Yeah, I have never been on one. <laughs> I'm taking my drama me. This is your first cruise too, right? It's our first I, that's cruise, what I told him. I says, "We'll get yeah. sick together. <laughs> <laughs> drama me. Well, yeah. I'd like to start out with this quote, and I'm going to end with it. So. It, so it's emphasized what whatever you feed will grow and whatever you stop feeding will die feed your marriage today yeah and that's so important because love is a decision every day sure when we do our marriage prep and we've been doing it for 20 years now uh, father maury smith was our deanery president i believe that was his title Mm -hmm. hi father maury if you're listening we love him we know you're in st louis um we just got back from over there but uh, we would gather together in the Southeast Deanery, and we'd have seven to 20 couples, depending. And uh, that kind of transformed to an archdiocese-wide. We helped develop with Father Rodolfo Caballero uh, mm-hmm. a program for it. And now we do it individually at our, um, at our church. And so we meet with couples, and they're just so, like, haven't thought about a lot of things. Um, and <laughs> right. You yeah. know, and we give them this survey, and they answer these questions, and then we get the results. So we use that as a tool to say, here's where you differ from each other, and then here's where you differ from the the church's uh, desire Teach. for you, the teaching, exactly. Sure. So um, sometimes the very basic uh, thing that we try to teach them is communication, because sometimes you don't have all the information, and you can't assume this is what it means. And here's one real quick one. It says, can you live without your fiance? Uh, and everybody well, goes, uh, no, no, because I'm going to hurt your feelings if that. I say yes. <laughs> That's a quick no. <laughs> well, come on now. If you think about it, and if you yeah. had the opportunity to elaborate that conversation sure. that, or that question, you would know that it's okay for us to live independently of each other, right? right? Mm-hmm. I love my husband. We are one in the eyes of God, but I'm not attached to his hip and... I retired in 2012, and when he retired in 2015, I said, look, I've got to go work somewhere because one of us will be dead and one of us will be in prison. So um, I went to work again. Love my husband. Thank you, God. Gina, I was in the site, goodnewscruise.com, and uh, one of the testimonies that I read was, it, it's a Catholic cruise that will change your marriage forever. Yeah. And when I read that, yeah, I read many others, but that one stuck out. And uh, what I wanted to find out is what excites you about uh, going on this cruise and what are you looking forward to? Well, uh, the EWTN personalities, I mean, when I heard about it in April, that's how I'm behind the eight ball. Uh, And Father Mike and, of course, Teresa, all the names that I named. And I'm I'm thinking, Stephen and I love to do pilgrimages because it helps us increase our faith. We've been to the Holy Land. We've been to Italy. We've been through a Marian pilgrimage, um, all with the Pilgrim Center of Hope. Hi, Mary Jane. Hi, Tom. And you came and, bearing gifts. And we from came the Holy bearing Land. gifts. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank and you. so, you know, we learn more about our faith. Our prayer life increases. Right. And prayer is so important in a marriage. Stephen, what do we teach our, cu- our couples? 
What do we teach them? Mm-hmm. About prayer. Be oh. careful. <laughs> He's uh, thinking. Uh, we're, we're big advocates of, of couple prayer. Yeah. Uh, early in our marriage, we, uh, we didn't have that couple prayer. And then I'll let Gina share her story on that and go from there. Oh. I knew I'd be doing all the talking. So first of all, first of all, we we tell our we tell our couples uh, that we're the bad example. And just recently, one of the parents of the uh, bride was telling us, "No, you're just reality." And in reality, um, we we were attending church and you know doing our Sunday thing, but and we were involved in some ministries. It just there was something missing. And uh, one night, Stephen was challenged to come home and pray. All the men on the Sachs team were challenged by the director uh, to come home and pray with their wives. And he says, just do it in our father. Let her do a Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And then we did it that night. And as I'm crying, I'm, and I'm calling Bernie the next day to thank him because I'd wanted that. Uh, he is our spiritual leader. And we pray every morning. And then we bless each other. Yeah. Like this with the sign yeah. of the cross on yep. the forehead, and then we do a little kiss. Yeah. Not to get a room kiss, but just a little kiss. <laughs> and that's how we start our day. And we teach the couples. And a lot of the couples are not praying. Yeah. And so we so think, you important. know, sometimes that's just right. uh, you've, it's so intimate, and they may get embarrassed. I'm not going to say the right words. And I said, you know, nothing, no right. dissertation. Start off this way to grows. It just yeah. grows. Yeah, but, but they... they chose each other to walk in life, mm-hmm. right. but they forgot who gave them life. Sure. Yeah. So it's a marriage of three. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All the way through. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I love how uh I love how you talk about the importance of marriage and praying in, in marriage, right? Yes. Uh, and and the reason for that I, I think is because a lot of times as you mentioned, it's so personal when you pray and even as a married couple, maybe maybe folks just never experienced that. Maybe um Again, it's something that you have to learn. I remember the first time I invited my, my wife to pray with me. I mean, you have to first, if you've never done it, extend an invitation because it can feel kind of odd, right? But as soon as you open up that door, uh, again, it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. You know, I, I want to ask, and maybe, you know, um, you know, Miss Jeannie, you can answer this. Uh, so you are serving as the local point of contact for this Good News Cruise. Uh, what does that mean, um, you know, as serving as the local point of contact? Do, and how do people reach out to you who are interested in, in attending this cruise? Because I really want to make sure that folks tuning in right now right. know how to get the information and know how uh, to get in touch with you. I didn't mean to become a group leader, but I was so excited about it that Cindy at uh, Corporate Travel Services said, you know, if you if you get a group of people to go, here's some incentives. And I'm going, okay, I like the incentives, but I want to make sure people are getting on, not just, you know, under me. And with the cruise, it's um, when they go to goodnewscruise.com and register, it's only the cruise portion. And Stephen and I are flying up the night before. Speaking of that, Scott and Kimberly Hahn are going to do a pre-night cruise at a hotel that is an option that you can take but um i put out blast of emails and facebook Mm -hmm. and flyers and i got one couple and i you know i don't know if people are hesitant because this costs a little more than a typical cruise but i want them to see the value that's added to this with this these people and these speakers and the no distractions and the couple time because sure. we tell our couples it's so important to date each other. You're yeah. married, but you need to have you need to have that time. You need to show your kids that you do that. So when they get married, they it, it's just common 
nature, right? Yeah, and I did notice that there are uh, different options for cabins. So you could be in a junior suite, a balcony, ocean view. Interior, um, I think as a first-timer, I would probably want to go interior because Mm -hmm. I heard that it doesn't move as much. The ship doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's moving as much. Well, because I guilt-tripped him into doing the the (laughs) state cabin with the balcony because it was our 30th anniversary. That's what we're doing. Uh, But, you know, maybe Dramamine is something I need. But there are interior cabins, and they say uh, to try and get in the middle of the ship, 7th, 8th, or ninth deck. I don't know what's still available. I know that... It's filling up pretty quick. And, and there's Wi-Fi on the ship, so you don't have to Wi-Fi. worry about losing connection. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I think I'm going to put our phones away. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like uh, it would really enrich the experience mm-hmm. to just focus on each other, mm-hmm. focus on mm-hmm. uh, being around, uh, again, other faith-filled right. mm-hmm. uh, you know, Catholic couples who want the same things. Now, right. um, I guess the, the, inf- or the phone number... Uh, to reach out to you, uh, Miss Gina, uh, is is what? How can people contact you? Do they email you? Do they call you? They can text us. I think it's on the flyer. My number is 210-260-5047. Just on the text, I ask you to say, hey, this is so-and-so. I want to know more about the Good News Cruise. And we put together a group me page so that for those people that are going, we're at least together on whatever that information sure. is. Right. And we do have uh, Nancy and Mark Janicek from St. Anne's in Lavernia joining us. And so um, she just retired from as a president of the Lavernia Independent School District sure. Board. And we do teen acts together with them. And, you know, that we just love being involved. We tell our couples to be involved. There's yeah. ministries out there. Just, you're not well, it's a beautiful thing that uh, you're, you're doing and uh, mm-hmm. wanting to raise awareness, uh, you know, regarding... Uh, this experience that will certainly, you know, edify marriages. Uh, that will certainly allow people to deepen their their own faith journey and such. Uh, and we did not discuss uh, the date. So the date for the Good News Cruise. Uh, this is actually taking place January twenty seventh uh, through February second. Again, you could go to goodnewscruise.com, uh, or as Miss Gina had mentioned, you can text her, uh, text her who you are, that this is in reference to uh, the Good News Cruise. Her phone number, again, is 210-260-5047. That music means that we are going to our break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about all things Sacred Heart of Jesus. So don't change the station. We'll be right back. relativists think moral absolutes don't exist because cultures differ in their moral beliefs. But is this a rational inference? The answer is no, and here's the reason. You see, it confuses moral epistemology, the accurate knowledge of moral truths, with moral ontology, the existence of moral truths. Differing moral opinions have to do with knowledge of moral truths, or lack thereof, not their existence. Furthermore, if we say absolute moral truths don't exist because cultures disagree on them, well then we're going to have to deny the existence of absolute cosmological truths because scientists disagree about them. But we don't want to do that because we might end up denying the objective shape of our planet and its relation to the sun. Differing moral beliefs, therefore, doesn't negate moral absolutes. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. 
This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. Early in our parenting, we were introduced to the importance of first-time obedience. Now, some of you out there might be thinking, this is an impossible concept for toddlers, let alone teenagers, to understand. But it's not. Mind you, while it is possible, we didn't say it would be easy. As we form our children, we need to understand that obedience is a virtue, a very important virtue, that includes respect, self-control, and the training of the will. How do you train your child in obedience? First, you expect it. You set the expectation that your child will listen the first time. Not when you count to five, not when they feel like it, not when they agree with you, but right away. And then second, when your child doesn't obey the first time, give them a quick reminder and then a consequence. Yes, some children will need to be reminded again and again, but that's okay. Just remember, parenting is a marathon, not a sprint. For more help on discipline and other resources, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. And welcome back, folks, to your live and local program in his vineyard, heard every Monday at noon. I'm Sean, uh, you know, the host for the program, being joined in studio with uh, GRN's uh, South and Central Texas, uh, you know, general manager, Gordy Zambrano. Gordy, what'd you think about that uh, that first conversation uh, with, with John? I thought John did a very good job at explaining, you know, what exactly the uh, Good News Cruise is about. And of course, Gina and Steven here in studio really enjoyed uh, listening to your thoughts and feedback. And uh, I know you're going to have a great time on that cruise. And I know those that uh, partake are going to also have a good time. And I, I can't wait to hear the feedback on uh, on this year's, uh, on the cruise and January. I think it's going to be tremendous and uh, looking forward to hearing how things go. You know, I am curious, uh, you know, before we start our uh, roundtable discussion about the sacred heart of Jesus, uh, you know, I'd like to pick up a, a little bit, uh, you know, in that discussion with, uh, you know, the, you know, the Mr. and Mrs. Cartwright about the Good News Cruise, because I think there's just so much information still that needs sure. to be covered. Uh, you know, Ms. Gina, could you tell us, uh, you know, a, a little bit uh, about, you know, your own uh, because as we understand, as, as you mentioned earlier, you know, this will be, in fact, your own first cruise. Uh, but what's, you know, what, what's been the, the motivating factor for you both uh, to take this retreat out at sea and draw others and as many as you can uh, to experience that with you? I believe that the family is being attacked, especially, you know, marriage. I believe our lady at Fatima said that would be you know the final battle the final yeah. battle yeah. and i see that i see that couples are living together i see that couples uh without marriage marriage formation or somebody to talk to uh before they get to the d word yeah. um you know so easy to walk away from sure and so i think uh, things like these cruises are e- even like we we do women's retreat we do men's retreat we do teens retreat but mm-hmm. it's so important that we come together as husband and wife so that we can um, build our relationship so we can be imitators of Christ. We want people to see Jesus in us and not us, Amen. right? Right. Yeah. So we humbly tell the Lord, we thank him for letting us be his hands and feet. And, and we just uh, emphasize so much that's important to grow your marriage. As I said earlier, if you don't feed it, it'll die. Yeah, and so right. this this retreat, we've been on a couples retreat many, many years ago, and we had a marriage ministry where we did date night and we offered free babysitting yeah. and then, you know, COVID hit, right? So um, we, they're starting that up again. And Stephen and I are pulling back on some of our ministries as we find um, we want to leave it to the younger set, right? 
or you know not that i'm not the queen nature of the parish <laughs> but um, we love working with our teens and and it's so important that families stay involved our community is a family of families yeah. you need something a note goes out people are there yeah it's yeah. just that beautiful but had we not started forming those relationships that would be difficult right so, I, uh, we we do the marriage ministry at our at our parish mainly because um, we're the bad example. We're well. She says the bad example, but duh, <laughs> we're reality. <laughs> but I, but we think it's so important for for couples to pray together as a couple. Mm-hmm. Not I pray and you pray, but pray together. Right. And when they pray together, to it's a time to to speak to God, not to resolve conflicts in your marriage. Right. Because. The reason you have a conflict is because God wasn't there. That's so what right. he means is when so, I'm praying to God, I'm not saying, please uh, <laughs> keep him from being such a jerk, Lord, amen. No, but but, but we look at it as, a, as an opportunity to get the young couples sure. off on the right foot. Sure. Because if they're not catechized right, you know, they're going to go off in the ozone someplace. Yeah. And we're big proponents of couple prayer and date nights. Like Gina said, if you don't throw sticks on that fire, it's going to burn out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I love how you say that, Steve. You know, I want to ask you, Steve, you know, as a husband, you know, as a father uh, and such, uh, what was it like for you early on in the marriage? Uh, was it, is this something that you just kind of, uh, you heard a talk, you you had an experience that said, you know what, I need to be, you know, the spiritual leader of this family? Or were you just always the spiritual leader of the family, Steve? Can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit? Sure, sure. Um, at first, I wasn't the spiritual leader. I was a spiritual follower because sure. Gina, I mean, she's uh, she's the one that goes to church. Well, she used to go to, uh, well, she still does, still goes to church every Sunday. But at the time we met, she was the one that was going every Sunday. Yeah, and right. I was like once a month if I'm lucky. Yeah. And then, like she said earlier, I went on a couple acts retreats. Sure. Changed my life. Yeah. And like she said, I, I didn't know because I wasn't catechized that I was supposed to be the spiritual leader of the family right, right. until I was told. Yeah. And then it's just like, how do I do that? Right. right. So then it's, it's a learning process, and you start off at, like Gina said, in Our Father in the Hail Mary. Yeah. And now we can go on for 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, that's the way it works. And that's how you keep God in your marriage. Like Gina said, we share that. Every morning, and mm-hmm. we do that in the morning because you don't know what the day is going to bring to you. Right. And suppose something happens, and you're, the last thought you have, I prayed with my wife yeah. and I kissed her. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, recently, Sean, uh, I had an accident in my truck, uh, an eighteen wheeler, you know, broadside, and man, it, it makes all kinds of thoughts go through your head. And uh, I got home, Gina, and I said, Gina. The one thing that really bothered me was I couldn't remember kissing you that morning. Or praying with me. And praying with her Mm -hmm. that morning. Oh, wow. Man, so now I'm not taking it as casual. Sure. Taking Mm -hmm. it more serious that, you know, hey. Yeah, when we don't pray and especially headed to church, um, you know, the devil tried to get between us. And uh, we have to pull over sometimes and just do our prayer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, when he lost his trophy truck, I said, it's okay, you got your trophy. You can replace it. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) But, um, you know, um, he pocket dials me all the time. And so when I was talking to... 
the travel company when he called and I said, I'm not going to answer that because he has just his pocket. And he called me again and he says, I'm okay. I just want to let you know I'm okay. And I said, oh, I hate hearing those words. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell me how some dump truck turned in front of him. And he did lose his trophy truck and mourned that for a bit. Um, but it, it's a good reminder that we were getting off track. Yeah. And, you know, God says, okay, I'll give you a sign, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right, okay, right. Lord, that was a hard sign, but I get it. You but, know? Steve, I like what you said about being the spiritual leader of your family, right? Sure. Through Acts and, you, you know. You got on fire and you took off. Sure. And same thing happened to me in 09 with Our Lady of Grace. Went to an acts retreat. Guess what? My wife followed. Then my son went to teens. And mm-hmm. it just spreads. It oh, spreads. It's but a super it, feeling, isn't it? Absolutely. It's so wholesome for your family. It brings you together. Unites you. You pray together. You eat together. You pray together. And, man, I'll tell you what. I've been on fire ever since. Sure. Now, our kids and grandkids expect when we're together, especially at meals, to pray. But... If they're spending the night, they know that they're going to get prayer with us and uh, the little sign of the cross. And they have a little game because Stephen thinks they'd like to be tickled. So he'll go, God bless, and you. And he'll just, and they all like, they all like, yeah. I wish you could see your face. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. They cringe, and he thinks they like it, and they really don't. But. You know, let me ask you something, Miss Gina. Um, you know, here we are talking, and uh, of course, I'm always interested in hearing the the, the husband's take, of course because um, in in my in my own spiritual journey you know in learning yeah I mean again most men and most husbands out there of of the current age I, I guess mm-hmm. you, you would say probably the last maybe 20 years 30 maybe, maybe even longer than that um, and again these are just personal experiences with other husbands and fathers that I know uh, more often than not, their father didn't teach them, right. you know, and, and on and on. It goes all the way back, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but to be able to claim it for ourselves and say, you know what? No, no, no. This is how God intended, mm-hmm. you know, that the marriage to be. This is how God intended, you know, each person to play out their, their vocation as husband, as wife. And I think that's uh, where, where things really changed is when you understand marriage truly as the vocation, mm-hmm. and when you start thinking in terms of vocation, your role, your vocation as husband, your role and vocation as a wife, as a parent, as a mother, a father, uh, those things really do, um, you know, kind of take off. So for you, you know, Miss Gina, I, I would ask, you know, what was that like to, to see that change in, in Stephen? Uh, and were there times where, you know, there was encouragement? Because I always feel like, uh, especially in today's culture, it's almost like, you know, uh, wives need to encourage their husbands to take that role. What's your take on that? Well, so, you know, uh, so last century when I was growing up, um, we were very like, (laughs) Catholics were very stoic, right? Mm -hmm. And you'd walk into church and God forbid that you sat in somebody's pew and even worse if you smiled at somebody because we were in there for a purpose to check off that hour we attended. I remember moving away from our faith and going to a non-denominational with my two little girls. I was a single mom for a while. And um, people were helping me and people were smiling and they didn't even know me. And I said, Lord, you know, I'm missing the Eucharist. I know this isn't right. And it's almost like he did that little knock on my head and Mm -hmm. said, well, what are you doing? And so I went back to church. I started smiling, let people be bothered by it. But um, Stephen didn't have an example of of a good father, but he's always been a good father mm-hmm. and he just made was bound and determined that it was going to be different for his children sure and yeah. so i applaud him for that 
I had the the mom and the dad and the family, and we talk about that in our marriage prep, the family of origins. Yeah. You know, what was it like for me? What right. was it like for you? And, you know, it's going to be different, and we have to find a way to to blend those. Yeah. So I would try, and I'm not saying that I was, I was just on a different journey, let's mm-hmm. put that. Right. And I was so desiring that my husband would do more than go to church with me. Yeah. And so we started getting involved. And the moment that he did... I felt so much different. I felt more safe. I felt like I could be that wife, that submissive Mexican Catholic wife, and everybody rolls their eyes at this time. Yeah, right. Because because we misunderstand that word, submissive. It really means to be on the same mission. Sure. If my husband's going to be that spiritual leader, you bet I'm going to be on that mission with him. Yeah. Even as career-minded and educated as I am, I'm not being some weak doormat that allows him to, you know, use that scripture and say this is what i need you to do because you're supposed to be submissive right well i'm glad you brought that up because one thing i find interesting is when that reading comes about you know uh you know during the 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 sunday uh you know gospel reading or or whatever the case that might be maybe someone is just kind of talking about it you know uh or it's not a a gospel reading it's one of the letters of of saint paul so pardon me on that but um when you hear that like you said you know wives be subordinate to your husband and uh and whatnot but it's like they fail to continue on right. the scripture because when you go right. on, you know, a husband's love your wives as Christ loved the church so much that he gave his life for, mm-hmm. you know, for, for her, right? Yeah. And so um, I can't, you know, I, I can only think that if more of us, um, you know, husbands uh, were truly living out our call to love our bride as much as Christ loved the church, I mean, what wife wouldn't be out there, you know, exactly. being okay, being, you know, led uh, you know, by their their mm-hmm. their spouse, right? Yeah, I believe that's in Galatians. And what people fail to notice is that wives be submissive has one verse, but the men has like seven or eight <laughs> verses. <laughs> yeah, right. And so um, it's like that. Um, people love to have that First Corinthians thirteen: love is uh-huh. patient, love is kind, mm-hmm. and it goes on to say what love is not. And what they're talking about is a mature love because love isn't just, oh, you know, the butterfly feeling. Love is a decision. Love is a choice every day. And we've got to not be boastful and we've got to not be prideful and we've got to be kind. And, you know, sometimes, you know what, it's like living with somebody. It's not always easy. But we've got to respect and love each other. It's my job to get him into heaven. It's his job to get me into heaven, right? Yeah. So St. Peter's keeping me here. I'm not... I'll leave it at that. You know, you, work over time. <laughs> you mentioned uh, you know going to going to mass with your kids. Mm-hmm. People probably thought you were a single mom. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, I thought about my mom. You know, taking my me and my two sisters to Holy Rosary uh, Parish and going to mass, and you know, setting that example mm-hmm. of you know how we should go to mass, how we should pray. But mm-hmm. my mom led us, and and it was amazing because I think men. We have to have a paradigm shift. We have to, to yeah. make that happen. We have to show our kids that, you know, we are involved and, uh, you know, not, not wanting our, our wives to go to, church, yeah. to mass uh, by themselves. And I think it's really important to be that, uh, you know, spiritual uh, leader of your family. Yeah, we're, uh, we're in a fatherless epidemic. Yes, and that we is are. So, um, that has so strained what boys need to know about being a man and contributing to society and to their family. Right. And so if we can start getting our husbands, um, our sons, you know, whatever, um, to dig deeper into their faith. Uh, and, you know, taking kids to church is so important. Father, mm-hmm. We had a, a father, John, from India. I don't, he's one of the 
hospital um, chaplains, mm-hmm. and there's babies crying. And he, at the end of Mass, he says, I love it. Love it. That is the sign of a living church. Yep. And most people feel like, oh, I better take them out. And I said, mm. if my kids were misbehaving, I'd take them out, and we'd have that discussion, I'd bring them right back in. Right. You know, and it's so important that um, your children learn what the faith is like and going to church and then become something that they want to do. It isn't just a, let me check it off the list. Right. I love our teens. They are so involved in adoration. They're so involved in community service. But somebody's teaching them. We're just not sacramentalizing them or catechizing them. Right through our actions, through the ministries that we have. so My son made a comment. He said, Dad, I love going to church because after church, we go out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> we do the same. Yeah. Do the you know, that's, uh, that's wonderful to talk about. I love talking about marriage. Again, um, one of the four promises made at the GRN's founding, La Promesa Foundation, one of those promises uh, made were to um, you know, promote Holy families, you know, to promote the family. So again, you spoke earlier about, you know, love, and we're going to transition a little bit now. Uh, but when I think of love and I think about, you know, what we're going to talk about for the remaining time in the program uh, is, is that love of Jesus toward us too. And how more, um, you know, how more evident it, it is, you know, in his sacred heart. So here in the month of June, uh, we honor, it's a month dedicated uh, to the sacred heart of, of Jesus. And here on the last Monday of, of the month, uh, I thought it necessary to, you know, at least discuss it, you know, uh, from, you know, as a roundtable type of discussion. I mean, what does it mean to, to us? And for those tuning in, if you're not familiar with uh, the devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus or what the sacred heart of Jesus is. So in, 19, in 1673, you know, a French uh, Vistendi nun named uh, Margaret Mary Alacoque. So she's a saint now. So St. Margaret Mary Alacoque uh, had a private revelation uh, of Jesus in which he asked the church to honor his most sacred heart. Uh, and Jesus said to you know St. Margaret Mary, behold the heart which has so loved men that it has spared nothing, even to exhausting and consuming itself in order to testify its love. I promise you that my heart shall expand itself to shed in abundance the influence of its divine love upon those who shall thus honor it and cause it to be honored. Uh, and, you know, when I think about this and, you know, for, for all of you tuning in, if you'd like to know more about the Sacred Heart, you can, uh, you know, you can search on the web for it. There are 12 promises uh, attached uh, to the Sacred Heart devotion. But uh, when you really consider the Sacred Heart devotion itself uh, in the first Friday devotion uh, of each uh, and every month of nine consecutive uh, you know, months, there's just so much. And I wanted to ask, uh, because this actually, this month is probably, I'd say, the first time myself I've tried to seriously do things uh, within my own uh prayer life, uh, you know, this month, uh, that focused, you know, intentionally, you know, on the sacred heart. Uh, how have you in, in your own, uh, you know, in your own family, uh, Miss Gina, have been able to, to practice the devotion of, of the sacred heart? Okay. Um, guilt time, because we're, we're, we should be doing that. But I have to tell you, mm. we got married at St. Margaret Mary's. We uh, both grew up at St. Margaret Mary's. And yeah. so we have that big mosaic in the back of the altar of uh, Jesus appearing to St. Margaret Mary's. Mm-hmm. And we have a statue at St. Jerome's that is off to the right. And when I'm in Mass, I turn to it and I I pray to the Sacred Heart of Jesus that I might be open and when I'm receiving communion to just thank Him. So it is something that's important. But the first sat- Friday and the first Saturday devotions were not as good as doing, and we really should be. 
Um, we do have adoration at our our parish every Wednesday, and we just recently did a night of reflection on the Feast of the Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. So along the same line, Sean, not, not sure. the Sacred Heart, but, you know, we just celebrated that, and the procession was done on yeah. June the 11th, the Archbishop, and and so it's important that our Catholic um, parishioners, or that we all know about the feast. I think we have that, and we had St. John the Baptist yesterday. We've been in Florence where they had a big feast for St. John. I'm going off track, I know it, but um, I'm It's all tied together. It's all Catholic, Miss Gina. Yeah, it's all Catholic. (laughs) I'm coming back full circle. I'm coming back full circle, and um, so we, every Wednesday, every first Wednesday of the month, we do a night of reflection, and coming in July, we're going to do one on St. James the Apostle, because it's his feast day. And Stephen and I've been trying to get on the Camino yeah, since 2020, and uh, we've been to St. James Church. But it all ties together, you know, yeah, our it does. faith and, and the love of Jesus and the love of his blessed mother. And I can't understand when people say, you know, I believe in the Bible only, and then they always avoid Luke one forty two. Yeah. right? Yeah. You know, I would, uh, I would also add that, you know, in, in discussing the, the, the sacred heart, um, you, know, you, you see the beautiful image. And I think uh, what I've really kind of brought to mind e- even more so uh, in, in, this, in this month, and you know, here we are you know, uh, about to uh, you know, close out the, the month of uh, June in, in the coming days, uh, but really you know, I've been able to meditate uh, on, on the sacred heart image. Uh, we've got a statue you know, uh, actually, we've got a couple of statues here in the office. Uh, one at the entrance, where it's a you know kind of a toddler, uh, toddler size uh, you know Jesus extending his heart, and then I've got the uh, you know statue in my office. But it really, when you look at the image, um, it's Jesus really pointing to his heart on flame out of pure love for us, and here his heart is enthroned in a crown of thorns. It's pierced. It's got the pierced side uh, on it. And when you really just kind of think about it, you know, you think about the immense love mm-hmm. that he he has for, for us and how in these different, um, you know, depictions of the Sacred Heart, he really is, you know, calling us to love him as much as he, he loves us. You know, Gordy, what, what do you think about all that, man? You know, I love this topic, the uh, Sacred Heart of Jesus, because it, uh, it it means a lot to me. And, and growing up, I was exposed to a print that my uh, my nanny and grandpa had, uh, Carolina and Pedro, they had a print of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. That, sure. uh, it kind of moved around the house. Sometimes it was in the living room. Sometimes it was in the dining room. But at a very early age, I was exposed to my my grandma used to tell me, you know, you have to open your heart to Jesus. You have to align your heart to Jesus and pray to him so that you have comfort, peace, calm. And yeah. th- those words always resonated with me. You know, no matter what I did in life, it was through the heart of Jesus and aligning myself. And uh, so for me, I mean, I, you know, in adoration, it's about aligning our, our heart with that with that host in the monstrance, right? Mm-hmm. With the body. And uh, so I try my hardest to soften my heart when I go into adoration so that I'm at peace, I'm at calm, so that he can work through me yeah. because the oh, he measures the ardor of our heart, right? And so to me, it's very important that, you know, when I'm praying to him that I am praying through my heart and softening myself as much as possible so he could do his goodwill and his good works. Amen. Uh, I see, uh, you know, Steve and Gina had uh, pulled something from the goodie box over here. Uh, yeah. yeah. Could you share with us uh, what you got there, uh, Ms. Gina? Well, this isn't the Sacred Heart, but it's the Divine Mercy, the rays yeah. of blood and water that um, Jesus um, 
is showing yeah. uh, when he was talking to St. Faustina. And uh, one of our, our previous pastors uh, sent us a YouTube on the Divine Mercy incorporating the, the Sorrowful Mystery. And when I'm doing my Divine Mercy yeah. and I'm listening to a devotion, of course, it's somebody portraying St. Faustina's words about how he suffered and how she could feel his pain. And, yeah. I, and so he... I think he was looking in the goodie box for a sacred heart, but we have the divine mercy. Sure. But that is God's love, and I think sacrificial love is what we all need to strive for, the imitation of Christ. And sometimes we're so like, no, that, that's not, that's too much. Or, mm-hmm. And I think, again, I go back to the, I'm trying to get him into heaven. He's trying to get me into heaven. And how do we do that? Mm-hmm. And that's by molding. And sometimes the pruning hurts, right? Yeah. It, you know? Well, I think it's like uh, like we've discussed, and you know, we we can you know, uh, if we had more time, I mean, we could talk about the, the Sacred Heart for, oh, yeah. for so long. But we've got just a, a couple of minutes left. Uh, but again, I think that really is what the beauty of our Catholic faith really is. We've got so many uh, you know resources, so many devotions at our disposal to help each and every one of us, you know, really grow in our spiritual life. You, you know, I mean, there's so many things. You've got the devotion to the Sacred Heart. You've got the Rosary. You've got the, the Divine Mercy Chapel. I mean, you've got the Novenas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got, uh, of course, the uh, the the you know the the Sacred Heart uh, devo- devotion, First Friday devotion, First Saturday devotions. I mean, right. on and on. I mean, the Church gives us you know all these uh, resources available for us to use. So again, uh, with just uh, less than a minute to go, uh, you know, Mr. Steve, uh, you know, Miss Gina, I can't thank y'all enough for thank for you. joining us today to talk. about about the Good News Cruise. Again, for folks who uh, are interested in reaching out to you, the phone number to text, uh, you know, Mama Gina is 210-260-5047. Let her know who you are uh, and that you're, you know, uh, you're, you're inquiring about the Good News Cruise. Uh, and if they want to, to learn more about, you know, your marriage ministry, uh, y'all are at St. Jerome Catholic Church uh, on, you know, uh, on the far east side of town. So China again... Grove. Yeah, China Grove. So that music means that we are done for the day, folks. Look, I can't thank you enough for tuning in. Uh, Please consider, uh, you know, joining our Facebook group page. You can uh, search GRN South and Central TX on Facebook. And with that, we will see you. uh, Well, we won't see you, but you can listen to us again next Monday at noon. God God bless bless all of you and have a great day. Hi listeners, my name is Anne Marie. I'm the Director of Evangelization for the San Antonio Chapter of Young Catholic Professionals, an organization for young Catholics in their 20s and 30s. Thank you for tuning into the Guadalupe Radio Network, Radio for Your Soul. If you'd like to learn more about the Young Catholic Professionals or YCP, please visit our website at ycpsanantonio.org or check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you so much. St. Joseph the Worker, pray for us. Do you have confidence that your OBGYN or therapist provides the highest quality care? Are you looking for an OBGYN or therapist whose practice is in line with church teaching? Dignity Women's Center offers women's health care and professional counseling. You can learn more about Dr. Stephen and Amber Pilkington at 210-593-4392 or online at DignityWomenCenter.com. Dignity Women's Center, focused on the dignity of women, centered on the love of Christ. I worked in pro baseball for a long time, and we play on Sundays. And it was an easy excuse. Uh, I took the easy out and just didn't go to Mass. Uh, when I was in college, I ended up having a lot of questions about my faith, and I ended up leaving the church. 
I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. Went through a divorce and um, ended up being a single parent. If I didn't have church or God, I, I, I would be back at that lonely stage, that trouble stage. Whenever you get anxious and worry about things, you just know that Jesus has it under control. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. And it's a place where I feel accepted for who I am. When you come home to the, to the church, you're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. I have a peace when I walk through the doors of the Catholic Church, like that's where I belong. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Your 24-hour-a-day source of Catholic inspiration. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floorsville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. And also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. This is an EWTN News Link. I'm Anna Mitchell from the Sunrise Morning Show. Burlington Bishop Christopher Coyne today has been named the coadjutor Archbishop of Hartford. Pope Francis has chosen him to automatically succeed current Archbishop Leonard Blair.